Welcome to Get Right for Sunday, a podcast designed to help you prepare for Sunday and beyond. I am Pastor Wright, and each week I have a conversation exploring the Bible readings for this upcoming Sunday. Join us as we discuss how the lessons are applied to our daily life in Christ. Welcome to Get Right for Sunday. I am Pastor Wright, and today we're going to look at some of the readings for the 24th Sunday after Pentecost. And we're really getting to the end of Pentecost. We're going to start looking at the end of the world themes and preparing us for the life to come that is eternal life, that is life in the new heaven and the new earth, in the resurrected body. And so today, we get to look at the gospel coming to us from St. Matthew, the 25th chapter, and it's the parable of the ten virgins. And as you may recall, you have ten virgins, and they're all waiting for the bridegroom to come. They're waiting to get into the wedding feast, and they all fall asleep, and then they hear the cry. And this is verse 6. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And <clears throat> trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there's not enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealer and buy for yourself. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came to those who were ready, went in with him into the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly, answered, Truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And this is really a scary statement. The idea that the God of all knowledge, all power, omnipotent, omniscient, all that, looks upon these foolish virgins who were not prepared, who were not ready, and said, truly, I do not know you. This reminds me of a couple gospel lessons ago when Jesus is talking to the Jews who have believed him and said, the truth will set you free. If you want to be my disciples, follow, abide in my word. And that is to simply say, if you want to follow me, you need to know me. You need to know my word, my gifts, my treasures, my gifts to you. And we see that these foolish virgins, they thought that they could just slide in. Ah, we'll be fine. We don't need to prepare. We don't need to be on the lookout. We don't need to be ready for the coming of the Lord. When it happens, we will be ready. Well, guess what? It happens, and they're not ready. And they have to go and buy more oil for their lamps so that they can see, so that they can be a part of this. And... When the time comes, they're too late, and they bang on the door. And again, we hear the Lord, truly, I do not know you. 
This statement, again, is just so scary. And this is one of the many reasons the church exists. It's one of the main reasons. It is so that you, dear listener, will hear the promise of Christ, so that you, dear listener, will know the promise of Christ. It is so you, dear listener, will have the promise of Christ. And all of these are a little different, and they all go together, because it's, again, St. Paul talking about the beautiful feet of those who preach, because they have been sent out so that the saints can hear, so people can hear the proclamation of the God who rescues, saves, and promises life everlasting. If you do not have this preaching, if you do not have this gift, then how will you know Christ? If you do not have this faith, how will you know what God has delivered? And this is what the parable sets up, because we truly do have this hope. We truly do have this life. We truly do have these amazing gifts of all that God gives to us. And so this life of being prepared is all about being on the lookout for the coming of the Lord. Now, with this, this doesn't mean that we now live every second as if Jesus is going to come, uh, forsaking all our vocational duties, that is, being a good husband, a good wife, good father, good mother, good employer, and good employee, good student, good whatever. We're still called to live in this world and in this life, but we're not called to be of this world. We're not called to be stuck in this material world. We have more coming to us and for us in Christ our Lord. This is what he has promised. And if we read St. Paul and St. Peter, it is clear that they are preparing the church. Jesus is coming back. Be ready. Look for the coming of the Lord. Don't look for the coming of the Lord in the rumors of wars, famines, and so on and so forth, because they have been going on since the moment sin entered into the world. We live in a world of problems, corruptions, wars, famines, floods, earthquakes, so on and so forth. And we await with anticipation the coming of the Lord. And we need to make sure we have this right. When we talk about this anticipation, this anticipation is not fear. This anticipation is not, I hope Jesus doesn't come back today because I plan on doing this sin, that sin, living this way, living that way. We are to live like Jesus is coming back. I once heard somebody say something to the effect, do you want to be caught doing that when Jesus is coming back? I'm not terrified, not that I was doing anything bad, but it really makes you think, what do you want to be doing when Jesus comes back? And this is a great way to live our life, because you are already promised the resurrection and life everlasting. In fact, we hear something to that effect in the epistle lesson, and that's from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others who others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. 
For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of the archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So where so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And with the parable of the five wise virgins who are prepared, waiting, and looking for the coming of the Lord, and those five virgins who are unprepared and not looking for the Lord, we need to know that we have this hope, that we are the informed saints. We are waiting for the trumpet. We are waiting for the voice of the archangel to announce the greatness of the coming of our Lord. We already hear the promise of the Lord's coming. It's what you should be given every Sunday and the promise of the words of forgiveness. Your pastor should preach Christ to you, for you, in you, so that you get to know that you will always be with the Lord. And this is what's laid before us. Yes, we may have to go through horrific things in this life, but we know how everything ends. We get to end up in the glories of heaven. And we really see this, especially in the Old Testament. We got the prophet Amos. Woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. Why would you have the day of the Lord? It is darkness and not light, as if a man fled from a lion and met a bear. And we're seeing that through the prophet Amos, those who are unrepentive in their sins, those who are not looking for the Lord, those who do not know the Lord, they will see the coming Lord and they will see judgment. They will see end. They will see destruction. For that is the wrath of God promised. And that is the reward of unbelief, unfaithfulness. That is the reward of rebellion. But you, me, the church has been rescued. We have been saved. So when we see the Lord, we do not see gloom, doom, and destruction. We see life. We see the grace, peace, mercy, the fullness of all that God delivers to us. This is what awaits us. And so with joy, we prepare. So how do we prepare for the coming of the Lord? Do we have a super secret bunker do we start preparing food? What do we do? We actually have this really simple thing. Believe. Believe the words of your Lord, your Savior. Believe that he is coming back. Uh, St. John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. It is in those words that we hear the fullness of God to and for you. He has already taken the troubles of your heart. That is sin. That is death. That is hell. That is the cosmic powers, of the principalities, all the things that would seek to separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. They have already been defeated. And if they have been defeated, what do you have to be worried about? You have heard me say, 
and podcast sermons and Bible classes. If your forever is already taken care of, then what do you have to worry about? Think about that. How all, however long you live, that's only a short time compared to forever. And it is there that we get to find our hope. We get to find our fulfillment. We get to find the joys of everything that we have promised in Christ. It's what's said to you. Your sins are forgiven. That means you are restored. That means that you have the greatness of God's grace upon you. He lavishes his love on you so that you will know the true depths of his peace and mercy. And it is there that we get to be built up. It is there that we get to be comforted. And it is there that we get to be held in the works that have already been fulfilled in Christ our Lord. And that is what we hold on to. Because again, we've been informed. We get to be the ten wise virgins, the ones prepared, even though we fall asleep. That is, living the life that's been given to us. We know that we are prepared. We know that we are ready and awaiting the gifts of God. And what great joy. This is why church should be exciting. You get to sit in the pew and receive God's divine work for you, to you. It is called the divine service because he serves you. We don't go to serve him. We don't go to placate him. We go to receive his gifts, the comfort, the peace, the mercy, and the grace, so that we will not hear the words truly, I do not know you. And again, that is what the church is here for, to prepare you to know your Lord, to know his gifts, and to trust in them so that you get to hear and trust the words of your Lord. So what else can we do to get ready to be one of the wise virgins or to be prepared in the proper anticipation we get to read the Bible, we get to come to church, we get to build up the community of saints, that is, sharing the gospel. And all of this really, again, flows out of those simple words, believe in God, believe also in Christ. You are putting your trust in him, and you are trusting that salvation has already been one for you so that you can have the glories, so you can have the promise of all that awaits for you in the new heaven and the new earth. And what great joy. And again, I, I, we should be so excited about this. I had a woman in Bible class, and she would tell us every once in a while that she would hear a noise at night, and she always hoped that it was the trumpet of the archangel. We should be excited about the coming of the bridegroom, the coming of our Lord, because we will be reunited with all those who have gone before us. We will have the forever with Christ, with God, with all his saints in the full church as he has promised to give it to us. 
All of this, once again, comes back to the simple fact that this is all about what Christ has done for you to build you up, to strengthen you, so that you, not by your own power, not by your own reason, not by your own strength, will face sin, death, and hell, but knowing that it are, they have already been faced, conquered, vanquished, and you, as St. Paul says, stand more than conquerors, and we get to hold on to this promise. These are the words of encouragement, because you have been informed. You have been gifted with this life, this light, to light your path all the way to the promise of life everlasting and the bodily resurrection. Thank you for listening to Get Right for Sunday. I know that your time is valuable, and of all the things that you could have watched or listened to, you have chosen to deepen your biblical understanding with Get Right for Sunday. Would you take a moment to give a five-star rating of this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform? This actually helps others to be able to find Get Right for Sunday. Again, thank you for your time, your prayers, and support.